If you love all things gardening, why not join us at our Spring Fair from the 3rd to the 5th of May at Bewley in Hampshire. You'll find everything you need to kickstart the season. Find out more at bbcgardenersworldfair.com. See you there. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss. The lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision. Every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. Brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Growing your own veg is hugely satisfying. And the great news is you can grow delicious homegrown vegetables all year round. Keen vegetable grower Rekka Mystery talks to Miranda about how to keep your veg patch productive over winter and what you can get growing right now. Miranda starts by asking Rekka how she's finding growing in her new garden up north. There's a lot of apprehensiveness going on with my garden. It's the unknown of a new garden. That, that's the challenge. And that is every, everything. So spring was different. Summer was different. So now let's see what my autumn and winter is going to bring me. So it's, it's, it's the challenge of the first year. So you've moved from North London to what I'd call the North. What, how are you describing where you're living now, Rekha? Where we've moved to is the Peak District, so a lot of people won't call that the North. A lot of debate that goes on, what is North? So I've been told <laughs> North is leads onwards. Yes, yes. So I thought, okay, so now I'll just say I've moved to the Peak District and leave it at that. Oh, brilliant. But it's certainly more Northern than North London. <laughs> oh, most definitely, because I always say anything above Watford was North for me. So this is really North North than, than Watford. What are the differences you're expecting to find from North London to the Peak District? I found spring starts very late here. So that, that was the, the, a big shock to my growing system. I was always on the go. Come come February, March, I would be so ready for, for start season. But then I had to slow down and listen, listen and learn what, what this climate is giving me. And that's the first, first challenge I had to beat about in my brain. But I think it's just 
the slowness of the season of growing. There is such a big change from south to north, and, and I'm using the north just because of where I am. And it's, it's understanding what will grow, what won't grow. So this winter is my other challenge because I do love my winter veg. And what will it give me? Will it give me the winter veg that I am after? Right. So let's talk practical. Let's talk mm-hmm. what we need to do. So in November and December, what can we start growing? Because I think a lot of us think, oh, we've got to wait till next year. Can we do anything? And what things can we do? And what things are better waiting till spring to do? One vegetable I would say is really, really good to just get them outdoors is broad beans. I think broad beans is one thing that will enjoy the cooler start of say 7 to 10 degrees if the soil is 7 to 10 degrees in November December they will germinate they're they're happy to to start growing and they will be so much easier come spring because you've already given them that head start and the variety I like is the Aquidilus Claudia that is a new one that has come through and it has had the most really really lovely reviews that when I grew it last year I was I was so impressed with it really impressed with the way it said it doesn't um, need much help so I know that is one that will do well in November December do you need to protect that in November December or are you sowing it and leaving it sort of exposed I suppose yes I think broad beans we, we tend to fuss over quite a lot of our plants broad beans is one you don't need to fuss over just allow it to germinate. The only protection I would give if you've got mice problems, I think that that's the only time you need to protect them, the the seed itself. But once it gets going, it's happy to be left alone and let it enjoy the weathers that's going to hit it. And will you get an earlier crop, do you think, if you start sowing your broad beans now? Or when would you expect to start cropping those broad beans? Those broad beans will give me a harvest in June. It is that early. But what you can do is once you've done this sowing, come February, do another sowing so that you still have a really long season with your broad beans. So even though you get an early harvest of June, you can get another harvest in August, uh, late July, August. So are you using half the space or are you intercropping? Are you planting something else there and then pulling that out to put your second lot in February? Or I mean, that might be your garlic, would it? Or what, what might you be popping in alongside the broad beans? I tend to do garlic. It's always garlic because they're the two that are always sown in, the, in this time of the year. So it's usually broad beans and garlics are next to each other because they will sort of come out at the same time. And that's why I grow them together. I mean, is there stuff we can grow and harvest? I think I remember Alan Titchmarsh mentioning, you know, sort of digging up a bit of mint or chives and putting it on a windowsill and that will, you know, sort of keep it warm and keep it going over winter. Is there anything you do like that to keep sort of um, harvest going over the sort of November, December? Because I've got a greenhouse, I don't I don't tend to look at my kitchen windowsill as much <laughs> as I, I would if I didn't have a greenhouse. Yeah. But you can do those things. You can bring a few things in like your herbs. Herbs are the, are the best things to bring indoors. But you can do uh, spring onions. That, that's something that won't mind being indoors or even just by your back door because at this time of the year, they're still, they'll still enjoy that cooler setting. And then you can bring them in if you need to. So with the spring onions, when do you need to have sown them? You can sow them even in December because they only need a tiny bit of heat to germinate. Ah, So you can sow them even at that time of the year. 
because there are a lot of exhibition or gardeners who like to do exhibition and they do their onions. So so you can imagine that they're the same family. So why can't you do spring onions? And I've tried it and it works. It really does work that you can soak spring onions indoors. And if they germinate too fast, I tend to put them outside. When I had the greenhouse on the allotment, I tend to put, <laughs> I used to think, oh gosh, I need to go there and leave it. But I would, I would leave it at the back of my kitchen and, and it was fine. It, they would grow perfectly well. Talk us through this in a little bit more detail because it sounds marvellous. So windowsill or greenhouse, if you're fortunate to have one, you're sowing them as you would in a normal seed tray. How big are they before you're moving them outside? How do you know when they'll be okay to go outside, especially, you know, we're talking November, December. And are you putting them with like a cloche on top or anything? If they're going outside, do you need to sort of harden them off? What, what do we need to know? Right. With, with onions, they need both heat and cold. So if you want to grow perfectly lovely stems and not flopping over, the minute I see any any onions that have flopped over, I know they've had too much heat and not enough cold. They need a bit of both. So only for germination, you need the heat. That is key to any allium growing. So when it comes to um, onions and spring onions, you really need to know this part. As soon as they've germinated, put a cloche over them and leave them outside. And the day heat is enough for them to have the heat and the night cold keeps them sturdy and small and they grow steady rather than floppy. And this is, this is just perfect, perfect temperature for them. I love this. I love these salads. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, I'm so sorry. I'm getting such detail because I'm going to be doing this. I'll be sending you pictures, Rekka. Um, <laughs> so, they're growing into, you know, maybe a couple of inches, you know, 10 centimeters tall. Are you repotting them and then putting them outside by the back door or something with like a bell-shaped cloche or, you know, is there any advice and do we need to keep watering them? Spring onions, alliums do not need a lot of water. So again, onions don't need a lot of water. You only need to water them if the soil looks dry and if they start looking a bit bit weak. I don't tend to water my onions over the, the winter months when I've started my uh, overwintering onions. And that is something that you have to be so careful because then you're looking at mold. Mold will come through if, they, if it's too much warmth you're going to get mold. So you're trying to avoid all those kind of elements as well. But what I tend to do is once I've started the seeds and they've germinated, I'll put them outside or in the greenhouse and 
put a cloche over them if need be. If if the if the weather's showing up to be very very cold, then the cloche will come. Otherwise, keep it keep it open. Just let, let them have the warmth within the greenhouse or the warmth within the cloche, and open them up if you see steaming going on within that cloche, because you don't want that. You really don't want such kind of uh, temperatures that high temperatures over your onions. And they will be happy, just leave them be. And if the winter rain is there, they'll get the winter rain, that's fine, they will accept that. But um, don't go watering because you think they need it. I love this. I feel like there's so many things we can be doing. You know, we've talked about broad beans, we've talked about garlic. Do you have a favourite garlic, by the way? Do you look for the pinky varieties or do you have any tips for flavour, what you like to grow? I came, came across one called rose white. And it has become my favourite to grow. I think Germador is a lot of gardeners' favourite, but no, I, I tend to go somewhere else. <laughs> I, I go for my rose white. And that is, it's pinkish on the outside, but it is the most biggest, loveliest, strongest flavoured cloves I have ever tasted. And that is my always, that, that comes back on my list and it'll always stay on my list. It's, it's, a, very, it's, it's a fairly new variety, but I think it's a good one to have. And can could someone grow them in a pot? Could you fill a pot with compost and have on your in your back garden, you know, put the clo- the cloves in uh in November time and be all right? That will be fine because that's how I used to start them in in my allotment. I had to grow them in pots in in small pots and then plant them out in spring. So pot pot growing garlic is perfect. It's just that make sure you don't plant too many in, say, uh, a five litre pot. Do not put more than three. I'm obsessed with how much we can be doing. Broad beans, garlic. The other thing you can grow if you feel like growing in the wintertime at this time in November is peas. There, there is a variety. So you get that, just like potatoes, you've got your first early, second earlies and main. So you've got your first earlies and they are really hardy a crop. And the one I found is the Feltham, Feltham first, first early peas. And that is brilliant. And I thought, wow, I need to grow this. They don't grow very tall. So you can grow them in pots as well in your back garden. So you can do that. And they will grow to a small height, not, not big because they're outdoors. But then come spring, they will just, they, they will literally start growing in front of you thinking, wow, it's not even that warm. And they have just got going but you can ha- give a head start so if you have a greenhouse perfect they, they'll be growing in your greenhouse over the winter months oh that's really helpful and if you don't like me can can i sow these seeds into would you put them into a quite deep pot so they're okay in a normal pot and pop on the windowsill just to get them germinating what would you do what i tend to do is just put them in five liter pots because you don't want to keep going back and forth with them. Just put them in five litre pots and uh, let them do their thing because they're not going to grow very tall. They're, they're not going to grow more than um, 75 centimetres. So it's not, not very tall. They're, they're not very tall. I think 60, I think I'd say 60 is the max they would grow to. So I let them germinate on the windowsill, right? And then I'm popping them outside with a cloche on top again. Is, is, would that be what you do November, December? No, you're, you're germinating them outside in the pot with the cloche oh, over gosh, them. Oh, gosh, wow. Okay, oh, no, that's really good. Yeah, they're very hardy pea. Wow. Oh, I like the sound of that. And so if you were going to keep them in the pot, you'd want space to put some canes or something for them to grow up, I imagine, or...? Yes, what I tend to use is my beautiful raspberry uh, canes 
which I've cut down in September. Ah. So those are my um, summer raspberries, which I've cut down. Those are the one. Those are the canes I'd use. Though they're tall, I'll just cut them down again and um, just dot them around the pot. But that's another lovely thing about winter. I mean, I've got some bamboo canes that I use year after year, and and I try and make sure they're outside in the cold and let you know any pest or disease, you know, try and get frozen off. This is what winter gives us. This gives is the us. present, isn't it? Yes. I, will, yeah. I will kill your problems. I will help yeah. you out. I think, as you say, we have to go with it. There's so much benefit, isn't there, if we know how to use the season right? Yes, for sure. Definitely for sure. And I, I think pest, we, we need to accept winter. We, we shouldn't always say, oh, I wish it was warm. No, we need the cold just to get rid of those pests because they will die. There, there will be certain pests that will go away because it's been too cold for them and they'll come back in a year when it's a mild winter again. <laughs> yes, we'll have that to, that to, that to enjoy. <laughs> right. Any, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm writing my whole list of things I can do because I get sluggish. I, get, I start thinking, oh God, I know I need to go outside and I know it's good for me, but November, December, it can be troubling. You know, the clocks have gone back, haven't they, end mm-hmm. of October and it's not that much sunlight Anything else we can do? You grow parsley, mizuna. Is there anything else you get growing or keep growing over the winter months and keep harvesting? Parsley and coriander are my two that that stay in my greenhouse. So I would have already started them back in September. That that is something that will come again. Winter salads. You you get the winter variety of your salads, but cut and come again varieties do well over winter too. I found so it's, you don't have to have the winter varieties of salads. Can you cut and come again anything or how do you know if it's a cut and come again variety? And can you explain for our listeners what that means? Okay, so the cut and come again varieties are more like a cost variety, which are thicker leaf. So those those ones do well. And then you've also got your pak choys. You can use pak choy as a as a salad. So if you if you over sow them, you've got you've got fresh growth of pak choy leaves to use as salad. So when you say cos, like cos lettuce, so it's got like a heart, like a plant with sort of, am I, am I, am I off the rails? No, that's right, is it? So yes, with the pak no, no, choy. No, no, that's right. <laughs> you're, you're just removing like the outer leaves and then letting it grow a bit more and then coming back for a bit more. Is that correct? Yes. So, so, so it all depends on how, how much or how many seeds you've got. Sometimes if you've got a whole big packet, you might as well take a good, good amount and just grow them in trays in a succession form so every few weeks just just keep growing them and just literally take the whole lot and just chop them right to the to the base and you might just get a second crop out of them but that's how I tend to do it. I, I don't tend to fuss over my winter salads if I'm going to go for it I'll just literally chop them all off and let, let them grow because the winter winter temperatures are fine enough for them to carry on growing but something like Yes, yeah, so something like uh, Mizuna. That's another one where you can chop it off again completely and you will get growth from the base. But these plants, as you're, you're saying, we will have need to have got sown by September, correct? That's correct. So if I bought coriander and parsley from the supermarket or any other place um, and had a plant of it, is there anything I could do with that? Do you see what I mean? If I've got a plant in growth, can I pop that up and do something with it? Or Yes, you can. They, they'll they be, be happy. tender? No, no, no. They'll be happy where they are. Parsley, coriander do very well in the cool temperatures. And that is one thing I found. I didn't realise that until a few years ago. I thought, oh, I didn't realise that I could grow parsley 
outdoors as well but this was on the allotment and it was in a kind of a shaded area so that's one thing I want to try here can I grow parsley outdoors and in the greenhouse at the same and see if it will work in this climate because it it romps away in the winter months this is a, a flat leaf and the curly I'm talking about so it wasn't one or the other it was literally both of them and I it really surprised me coriander didn't do well outdoors it did well in the greenhouse so it needs warmth and cold just like spring onion so parsley i could buy a plant of parsley from wherever i can buy it and i can plant it outdoors you know if i brought the pot in would i need to harden it off first i think so i i would I would. I really would harden off anything that I buy from the supermarket because they've had a lovely indoor temperature. So make sure you don't shock them by the outdoor temperature. So take take it out for a few hours each day and then leave it out for a whole week and then just but, but put it in a sheltered position rather than open, you know, get all the wind on it. I love it because if, if things have been a bit too busy or hectic, there are things I can do to spruce up my veg patch, aren't there? It's a bit like bedding or flowers. You know, it sounds like there are still <laughs> things we can buy and, and, you know, it's not too late, is it? <laughs> it's never too late. I think I think that's one thing we need to remember. It's never too late to start anything because some things will grow. We, we might surprise ourselves because, you know, weather is can be a fickle thing. We think it's too cold, but some some vegetables just love it. So try it. Don't, don't, don't be despondent. Just just go ahead and do it. Do, do it for, do it as an experiment. Just because somebody else doesn't do it doesn't mean you don't have to do it. You try. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, you've learned your lesson. That's why <laughs> you don't do it. But but this is what I do. I, I don't tend to always go by the book. Just Just do your own thing and see what works. And that's the joy of gardening is it's not heart surgery. It's it's all right, isn't it? If we get it wrong, it, it, it's... It's all right. It's all right to make mistakes and you learn from mistakes. And that, that's what gardening's about. You know, no two days in gardening are ever the same, ever. I've never found that. And you always learn something. There's always something that that will be like, oh, wow, I never knew that. And that that's brilliant. Thanks for listening to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and never miss an episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell others about it and rate us in your podcast provider app.